0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today is a musician, singer, and songwriter who without a doubt will be a household name. My guest today is Veronica Frey. Has music always been a big part of your life? Um,
1: music has definitely been a very big part of my life. Um, my parents are both musicians and I come from a very musical family background um my mother she's a singer she was really well known um back in russia and israel and my father is a producer he has his own studio so i've kind of always grew up with uh an influence of music in the house and everything so i've always been surrounded by some form of entertainment growing up
0: oh yeah when you when did you realize that this is something you can do like professionally and like this could be like your job working in music
1: So I've always knew that I wanted to do something in the entertainment industry, and I always knew that I wanted to be on stage, and I was very much so inspired by my mother um, growing up, and um, I think I've always just sang around the house, and I would literally come home from school, and I would... Instead of, like, doing homework, I would go downstairs to my basement, turn on some karaoke songs, and would just be singing for Mm -hmm. hours and hours and hours. And then one day I was just like, you know, I really want to try to write my own music and go for this. And I was around, like, 16, 17 years old when I started writing music. Yeah. So that's when I first really dabbled into that. Cool. Yeah.
0: What inspired you to enter the Teen who competition?
1: Oh, my god gosh I have not heard that name in so long that's been what a decade now um I mean I you know the old school YouTube was so different back then you know there were so many different things and you were able to enter things through just submitting a YouTube video yeah and I remember um I just remember seeing that there was like a teen who contest and like I think like Austin Mahone was, like, headlining or something. And they are like, you could also be an opening act in, ten- in uh, Nashville um, if you win this. And they, like, just said, oh, upload the video. And I remember I placed, uh, I believe, 11th place. So I got, like, booted out for the top 10, which was like, damn it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was still really cool. I didn't expect to even get that far back yeah. day because I didn't even, I didn't, I, I feel like that's when I first just was starting to kind of, like, dabble into, like, yeah, this is right before I started writing my own songs. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting.
0: What are some of your personal favorite songs to cover?
1: Um, so I have my very own um version that I do of "Toxic" by Britney Spears. Ooh, it's really really fun to sing, especially I I've sang it before, just like you know, as a cover, like in between my set and stuff like that, uh, at shows. And it's definitely one that like people don't expect because it's just so acoustic and it sounds so different. And then all of a sudden you hear the words and like, wait, that's Britney Spears. Mm -hmm. And it's just fun to see the crowd's reaction and to engage with them with the song because, you know, they do know the words to that one. And it's just, I don't know. It's just really, really fun.
0: When did you know it was time to go from covers to original music?
1: So, like I said, um, You know, both my parents are in the music industry. My mom's Sings and Dad's producer. And Mm -hmm. I've always, like, wanted to dabble into my own productions and my own music. So, like I said, when I was 16, I started kind of writing my own stuff. The very first song I ever wrote, I was actually twelve, but like we didn't really take it seriously, Mm -hmm. you know. They're like, "Oh, she's a cute twelve-year-old kid. Let's produce it for her." And might I say, it was not the best production, but it was still funny. I wrote it. I wrote like a little thing for my grandmother for her birthday, and that's where kind of all started. And um, yeah. But when I finally wanted to like take it more seriously, I brought some like music that I kind of created. I have been playing piano since I've been a kid. I was, Mm -hmm. I was like three years old. So I, um, I just, you know, I sat down at the piano and I started playing, coming up with things and I just brought that to my parents. I was like, Hey, can you guys tell me your opinions on this? And they're like, this is good. Let's, let's work with this. And then we um, also worked with uh, another songwriter and that's how my first single came about, but a fantasy. Um, he's an incredible songwriter and it was really, truly a pleasure to work with them back in the day. And yeah, it was just a, it's definitely, was just like a great experience, I think, like mm-hmm. to start kind of like inching my way into doing originals.
0: What have you learned along the way when making music videos?
1: When making music videos, man, I, I started out first of all, doing things on my own, mm-hmm. um, I used to be part of that YouTube crowd that would literally go with your friends and film those music videos. Oh, yeah. That's where I think my uh, first kind of initial um, uh, like music video <laughs> journey began. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to my own music, um, you know, I started out with very small productions, had person with one camera, did uh-huh. all the other himself and everything that would be that was like for my first music video it's an incredible job mm-hmm. to then you know my second music video that I ever did was for because we met and that was a completely different production you know, yeah. full-blown production it was like 40 people on set there was oh, an totally, actor, yeah. there was a makeup artist and everything and I've never been in that kind of environment for like personally for me I was like you know part of different sets yeah like, you know, in my' life. never like where it's like oh I'm like kind of the main person that this mm-hmm. is happening for. This is so cool and so exciting, and I w- I was lucky enough to even be able to have one of my friends come along, and she was assisting me with like wardrobe and stuff like that. That's and awesome. Shout out to mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, and that was amazing. But also very interesting because it we filmed it during COVID. Oh wow! So yeah. we had to follow all the COVID protocols. Everyone was in masks. People had to quarantine beforehand. Mm-hmm. You had to test negative. Very, 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 very uh, protocoled. (laughs) um, Yeah. Yeah.
0: What do you think is a big misconception about being like an influencer on social media?
1: You know, there's a few things, I think, that are common misconceptions. Um, You know, some people think that like, oh, it's a very easy thing to do, just post about your life, this and that. And I don't think people realize that there's so much work that goes into just one post, whether it is picking out, you know, the right type of content, because you want to present your best foot forward on social media. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone shares every part of their life on social media like that, whether or not they do vlogs or anything. You know, they just try to show the best parts, yeah, or maybe sometimes the worst parts. But overall, it's a lot of time-consuming um, stuff, and it's mm-hmm. definitely a full-time job. Yeah, and another common misconception. I think, is that people say it's not a real job. It, you know, if it pays the bills, honey, it's a real job. It does yeah. not have to be 9 to 5.
0: <laughs> right. Do you feel a lot of pressure to be in any kind of way on social media because of having a large following of people?
1: Um, you see, I didn't feel that way till about um, the beginning of this year where I do feel like there is a little bit of pressure now to kind of just to uphold like a level of professionalism that I never really usually did I'm I'm in general I'm a very open person Mm -hmm. in general I'm very like I I just I don't care to share things about myself and my life and like what I do when I go out to eat or like my friends yeah I I just love sharing things with people and you know making people smile laugh whatever it is and um you know starting to become a streamer um is where I really kind of um realize you know a lot of stuff like that's where on on live stream is where most of my time is shared yeah where people do see me in a very vulnerable state where you know there's no cameras there's no editing there's no angles it's just you and the camera and your viewers right live time stuff Mm -hmm. and um with having a collective like following of over 15k on one platform alone it's it's definitely become a lot more pressure um into the fact that like it's just become a lot more pressure it's the fact that like you know there's a lot of people watching you
0: yeah and
1: they're gonna judge you whether you like it or not so just you know take things with a grain of salt but you know don't forget also who you are in the process of all of it
0: totally so a lot of people like define social media influencer in many different ways mm-hmm. and like people have their assumptions and there and there's misconceptions like we just talked about so I was wondering as someone with a following on social media what does being like an influencer on social media mean to you like how would you give someone were to ask you like oh what's a social media influencer how would you describe it what would you say
1: yeah, I mean, you know, there's so many different types of uh, social media influencers. You have the content creators, you have people who are musicians, which is what I am a musician, but mm-hmm. I have dabbled into more of the content creation side as well due to, you know, yeah. live streaming. There's people who are vloggers, there's people who are photographers, but they are on social media and they are influencers because of their influential status with their photos yeah Um, youtubers there's just so many different classifications and like you know with me personally I'm like I said I'm a musician first and foremost and that's kind of what my main um content surrounds it's covers Mm -hmm. originals lyric videos music videos um you know and just photos content yeah um, definitely and it's definitely it gets hard sometimes because you definitely have to pump the content out constantly to make right. sure that you're upholding and you know um keeping the people who follow you um like kind of not not the word entertainment. I'm trying to figure out the right word to use here um engaged keep, uh, just yeah just to keep them engaged and you know and hopefully they just like for me personally yeah. As long as somebody likes my music, like, then my job is done. Yeah. Like, that's, that's really what it is for me.
0: <laughs> oh, totally. Do you have any pre-show
1: rituals? Okay, so, I don't. I really oh. don't. Um, I kind of just, like, I'm just like, all right, it's my turn to go on stage. Let's do this. And then when I'm on stage, I feel like in the beginning, I could get a little, like, flustered sometimes. hmm <laughs> And I get nervous for like half a second. But then that all goes out the window once the music actually starts up. Yeah. Um, If anything, after shows, I just love to really just hang around, chat with people, get to know people, talk to people Mm -hmm. about anything and to the other acts. Um, I mean, I guess a pre-show ritual can count as like just kind of standing behind the stage and just like, I don't know, doing deep breaths. Yeah. Of course, you know, just, you know what my pre-show ritual is? Taking a pump of my inhaler. There we go. Oh, That's my show ritual. Perfect. Being <laughs> wheezy. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be wheezy on stage. No, we definitely don't want that. No.
0: <laughs> Are you more of a cake fan or a pie fan?
1: This is such a random question. Um, so I never was a big like cake person or pie person. I don't think I've ever really um, even had like pie till about like a year ago where I tried I think it was like apple no it wasn't apple I think it was I don't remember it was like a strawberry pie or something yeah and it was pretty good I mean I'm not gonna lie but I I don't know I've always been more like I guess I would say more cake can we say cheesecake
0: yeah that's a cake
1: Um, that's a cake. okay 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 because strawberry uh fresh fruit strawberry cheesecake that's that's my number one bag i even had
0: last night yeah i will say that when i came up with that question i got inspired by the musical waitress because i was listening to the soundtrack when i was coming up with your question. oh that's
1: awesome wow that i actually recently covered um that song uh, that is really popular from Waitress. Uh, what, she used to be mine. She used to be
0: mine. Good, great yeah, song. Yeah, I
1: just, I just recently covered it. It's not out yet, but um, hopefully in the next month or so I can release it. I've just been so backed up on so many different other mm-hmm. things revolving music. It's all coming, though. It's all yeah.
0: coming. <laughs> what are some of your favorite movies of all time?
1: See, I'm not the biggest movie junkie. Um, I don't... Argo was such a wonderful film when I saw it. it like, it was just so incredible. And the, the entire story, you're just, like, at the edge of your seat. It's a very big, like,
0: mm-hmm. kind of like
1: a, uh, you know, a real-life thriller. Yeah. Stuff like this happened. Mm-hmm. And it's just incredible that this is how it kind of happened and that they recreated it. Yeah. Um. So I always said that one for a while. But I just recently watched uh, the new Suicide Squad movie with my friends, and I thought it was such a good movie. I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. Love um, Mr. Shark Boy in there. <laughs>
0: yeah. I was talking to like friends of mine. And I'm like, oh, there's a sequel of Suicide Squad. Do you know what it's called? The Suicide Squad.
1: Yeah. Right. I actually. So funny. Enough, I didn't watch the first one.
0: Oh really? I watched
1: the first one. My friends were like, oh, let's watch this, the Suicide Squad. It's coming out tonight. And I was like, okay, let's. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know I know of, like, Harley Quinn and everyone, but I never watched the very first movie. So. Yeah, neither have I. I
0: haven't watched any of them.
1: From what my friend said, it didn't, like, really, like, go between, like, uh, there's, like, no correlation, I think, between the two. Is that true? Uh,
0: I don't know. I don't know either.
1: Honestly. So my, I think that was told, but me, I could me, be wrong. Don't quote
0: me on that. Yeah, <laughs> me and uh, superhero movies are, they're not really, mm. Right. They're too long. I, I
1: mean, I, I definitely love uh, Wonder Woman.
0: Um, yeah, Wonder Woman's I actually, great. I loved I Wonder Woman. I
1: cosplay her. I cosplay her a lot, um, whether it's in my lives or stuff. So I yeah. think it's fun to cosplay her.
0: Wonder Woman was a great movie, but like the Marvel movies were, are too long for me to sit through. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. Can, I can't I, I sit understand. through Marvel. I just don't have time to watch movies, honestly. I, yeah. I you know, yeah.
0: Then are... Would you rather be binge watching a TV series or just sitting and watching one full movie if you had the chance?
1: That's exactly what I was gonna say just now. Like, I'd rather watch a TV series than watch a movie. Yeah, I can binge a TV series in one day if I really like have free time, Mm -hmm. or just whenever I do have free time, or like even before bed at night, you know, to kind of just start watching a series. It's just easier. It's shorter episodes. Yeah. If I fall asleep, I'm not gonna wake up and be like, "Dang it, I missed the rest of it." Right. Yeah, um, yeah. Recently,
0: yeah. Uh, binged uh, Outer Banks. Ooh, Ooh. that ending. Ooh, yeah, Ooh. has my pa- has my mom binged it? That I don't know. She's more of a binger than I am. I'm more of a binge my old childhood television shows on Disney Plus.
1: Recently, yes, yes, that's where I've been at too. Is re reliving my childhood. (laughs) Yes,
0: I've gone through like I just go through my favorite episodes. I don't really go through the ones I didn't really like. I just go through all of my favorites. So I went through like Hannah Montana, Wizards of Waverly Place, Jesse, Good Luck Charlie. Wizards of
1: Waverly Place was one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Hannah Montana as well. Those two.
0: Those will Um, always be part of my child, my life. And Good Luck Charlie too
1: oh my gosh good luck charlie's so great you okay i'm gonna have to watch that this week it's on my list now it's happening (laughs) yeah
0: it it's still the greatest
1: (laughs) it really is certain
0: episodes i personally i kind of call it my secret talent i can quote it really do it i can quote um the christmas episode where the grandma comes in and they go to super super christmas land super adventure land which is super christmas land and Oh my gosh no way like i Do could it. i could sit there and be like because it starts off amy seeing deck the halls and she's like where are you guys going we're going to super christmas land super christmas land what's that well super christmas land is one is what super adventure land calls itself one week out of the year last oh last week was super <laughs> hanukkah land next week is super <laughs> kwanzaa land oh my gosh it's so
1: so funny i used to be like that with um like childhood movies that I would watch, and they were more so in Russian, mm-hmm. but I could literally word for word just tell you the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I feel you on that. That's awesome though that you remember all of that.
0: Oh, uh, yet yeah, me being the child that I was, I was one of those kids who watched. Like the same episode of something over and over and over again until my parents told me you have to stop watching this. I was
1: definitely the same way at some point in my uh, childhood, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if my it would get bad when my parents knew the lines of the episodes or the lines of the movie.
1: Yeah, the, I could I could totally relate to that. I could totally relate to that.
0: <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, I think it was like a generational thing. I don't know if it's it still could, like that now, really but. Young. Maybe. So the Christina Grimmie Foundation is some uh, foundation that you've been working with, with the late singer Christina Grimmie, who I actually saw in concert when she opened up for Selena Gomez. No way. That's uh,
1: awesome.
0: The, the first time I saw Selena Gomez, it was Christina Grimmie and All-Star Weekend opened up for Selena Gomez when Selena Gomez mm-hmm. first went on her first concert tour. So oh, what What was your, has your experience been like working and having, you know, the experience that you have had with the Christina Grimmie foundation.
1: Um, so, you know, um, the way that, uh, the song bittersweet in general came about is, um, uh, I met the Grimmies at one of their Christina Grimmie foundation events back in. Wow. It seems like forever now, Mm -hmm. March 2020, um, right, just right before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I got talking with Bud, uh, Remy, Christina's father, and he showed me um, this little um, snippet that he had of um, Christina's voice note of her singing Bittersweet. And he, um, you know, it was just a voice note. It wasn't like anything recorded. It was just in a phone. It was a guitar. It was her, and that's mm-hmm. it. Um, and he asked me what my thoughts were on, you know, essentially taking the song and singing it and putting it out there and you know making it my own uh i was very much so down instantly you know um Mm -hmm. the number one thing for me is to continue christina's legacy and i know how much this means to them as well and you know how precious and sacred christina's music is to uh, the groovy family as well so Mm -hmm. to be um entrusted with such a thing you know i'm very very honored and i am very um like, grateful that they chose me to do this for them. And, yeah. you know, the song is awesome. I think her, like, uh, just all the words. When I first heard it, I literally was like, wow, wait to write a song that is very fitting about what's going on in my life right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, this is very relatable. This is yeah. very, very relatable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was such a great time um, getting to collaborate with the Grimmies on this song. Um, Marcus Grimmie, um, Christina's brother, actually did some guitars on the song um, and we did the song to the studio um, in New Jersey, which is my father's studio. Mm -hmm. So we got to collaborate with my father, Playmaster Studios and with Marcus and just come up with what we have today and what we think, you know, everyone will really, really get to enjoy. And, you know, just the support so far since the song has been released has been so incredible and I didn't expect any of it. Yeah. um, It was just, it's just you know, it just warms my heart that people um, love Christina so much and want to help continue her legacy, and that's exactly what I'm planning on doing as well, and helping continue it in any way I can. Have you met her before? Yes, yeah, I have. I actually seen her um, in concert quite a few times, so mm-hmm. it was it was it was just really an honor. Like I said again, to yeah, um, get to do this.
0: Like I remember when at that same Selena Gomez concert that I mentioned earlier, like I didn't know who she was and mm-hmm. my dad didn't know who he was, who she was and she was like that mm-hmm. before All Star Weekend, like that first like opening yeah, act to come yeah. out. And yeah. it was just her and a guy standing on a like a DJ set, he would just like play the track. She didn't even have a band. Oh my goodness, It was her a microphone and a
1: track.
0: Her a microphone and a track. Right, and she sang a couple of different. I remember she, she covered uh Rihanna, Only Girl in the World. Oh wow! And then she sang. What remember her song advice? Shows
1: how old the show was. Do <laughs> you remember
0: her song advice?
1: Great song, great song.
0: <laughs> and I remember she was singing that song, and my dad looked at me. And he's like, she's. He's like, I don't know who this girl is, but she can sing.
1: She's incredible. Her voice is unlike anyone else's just mm-hmm. the talent is immense and she definitely was someone I've um uh, you know been a fan of and looked up to musically as well mm-hmm. I discovered her on um, YouTube yeah. when she covered um Hurt by Christina Aguilera and I was like this girl is sick yeah <laughs> subscribe <laughs>
0: So what do you think people who have never heard of Christina Grimmie or the name sounds familiar or they know, they knew who she was, what should people remember most about her? Do you think?
1: Um, I think she's best remembered for definitely, you know, for her music and her incredible talent, but also her incredibly just kind soul and Mm -hmm. the kind hearted person she was. She was just such a beautiful soul inside and out. Um... And I think that's something that people should definitely remember most about her. And, you know, the Christina Gray Foundation um, currently is up and running. And what they do is they help families with also victims of gun violence, Mm -hmm. which is something that has affected the Grimmie family personally. And um, also families who are experiencing a family member dealing with breast cancer because that also has Mm-hmm. You know, affected the Grimmmy family as well. Yeah, and I think it's absolutely incredible what they do.
0: Oh, totally. So on a happier note, as much as I, you know, I support the Grimmies, I love this whole thing. I I kind of want to go back to the happy it stuff because you know I don't want to keep it so you know just yeah. like talking about
1: yeah absolutely let's do it
0: a dead like someone who's died you know so. On a happier note, what is something, who is someone, I read my question wrong, who can always make you laugh?
1: Who can always make me laugh? Dang. If I name one name, I know some of my friends are going to be like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, I have, you know, I think my close friend group can definitely make me laugh the most. My dad is also very good at making me laugh. His dad jokes are Um, very one-of-a-kind sometimes (laughs) and something you don't expect Um, my mother can make me laugh and um, she me and her have both very bubbly very um, lively and energetic personalities Mm -hmm. so she's kind of like me when um, it comes to some of her humor my grandmother also is hilarious Uh, she's a very Russian grandmother Mm -hmm. so um, there's some stuff that she says it's very out of pocket and it's just, like, you least expect it. And mm-hmm. then she's just cracking up to herself, and it just makes you laugh as well.
0: Oh, yeah. What <laughs> is your favorite streaming platform when you get the chance to watch something on a streaming platform?
1: Like, like you mean, like, Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, okay. Because I thought we were talking about, like, live streaming and stuff like that for a second. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm. But, um, so, I mean, I'm right now always going... I always go between all of them. It's really bad. Yeah. Right now, I'm on Paramount Plus because I've been watching the um, new iCarly. <sighs>
0: Isn't it so is, good?
1: It, it's actually so cute and wholesome. Yeah. I like it a lot. Um, So I'm on Paramount Plus a lot. I'm also on Disney Plus a lot. Me
0: too.
1: I'm also on Hulu a lot. I'm also on Netflix a lot. And then I'm on Amazon Prime sometimes whenever I want to watch a movie or mm-hmm. a show that I don't see. I'm like time I'll have that. Let's go there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Have you seen the Jonas Brothers Happiness Begins documentary on Amazon Uh, Prime?
1: Yes, and that, first of all, before they even released the song XO, I kept literally rewinding the last part of The Happiness Begins, so that way I could just hear it over and over again, so I could just jam out in my room. This was like the... COVID days Mm -hmm. where you're just stuck in your room and not doing
0: anything yeah my cousin must have texted me all the time for like six months you need to watch it you need to watch it it's so good you need to watch it and I was pretty good and I finally did it I'm like okay now I like the Jonas Brothers again
1: (laughs) you didn't like the Jonas Brothers for a bit
0: so when I was little like young like do you remember like the Justin and Selena wars that people would have like yes. I there was also at my school like a uh, Miley and Nick. I remember that. I uh, remember those war. So, I was always on team Miley because I was so devoted to Hannah Montana that I would like shun the Jonas Brothers.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: I would like shun the Jonas Brothers as a kid because you know when you're 6 years old, it's like the end of the world. <laughs> and
1: then Yeah. When and you're that, 6 is definitely different.
0: Right. And then the Jonas brothers just started going downhill a little bit because they took before they, then they took that long break and then they are now like back again. And now I'm a fan.
1: Oh my gosh. When they literally broke up, I was the most, I was so upset. <laughs> I was so upset. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is this? Yeah. I have, why would you do this to me? <laughs> why I Why would you do this to all of us? I know. And I wanted, I was going to go to their show because I've only been to one of their shows, and it was actually the second concert I've ever been I've to. I've never seen there.
0: them live.
1: You're missing out, girl. you want to go to one of their concerts, and I'm sure even now, now that we're all older, it's probably a lot more fun, too. Yeah, it's um, like
0: nostalgia.
1: Yeah, but what I can say is, is it was my second show ever that I've been to, um, and I was, like, 11 years old, I think, mm. or 10. No, 11, I think. It was during their uh, Honor Society and uh, Jordan Sparks tour that they went on. Oh, that was, was a
0: long time long- ago. It was
1: very, very long time ago. And I just remember how excited I was for that. And so that was my second concert I ever went to. And the first one I ever went to was actually Selena Gomez. It was her very first show that she ever, ever played as a musician.
0: Ooh. And it was at
1: Gramercy Center in New York City.
0: Oh, And that's not a big
1: venue at all. Like, that was a really small venue, like... My some of my friends play Grammar Theater, so it's just really cool how like full circle it came mm-hmm. to be.
0: Once I grew up, you know, yeah. Oh, to go back and see uh, Selena Gomez at a theater like that!
1: Oh my goodness, it was so funny. It yeah, was so funny. Yeah,
0: I've seen Selena several times in concerts, and she, in concert, and she puts on a heck of a show. I saw DNCE open for her.
1: D.N.C.E., oh my gosh.
0: So I have seen a Jonas, I have seen a Jonas brother, if that counts. I've seen Joe. Yes, yes,
1: that definitely does count. That definitely does count. I've seen
0: Joe when he was in D.N.C.E. It was
1: crazy. Also, like, to also just touch up on with the whole Selena Gomez first ever show. It was just her and, like, a small band. It was so different back then. Mm-hmm. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's nuts. But
1: DNC, man, DNC was great. I loved I loved that project that JoJo did. That was a great project for him, for oh, sure. Oh,
0: yeah. Cake by the Ocean will live on.
1: Oh, 100%. That's a banger.
0: And Toothbrush will, I think, live on, too. I was too.
1: literally just about to say Toothbrush as well. Like, baby, don't have toothbrush. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was looking at their tour set list because the Jonas Brothers are on tour right now. And both of those yes. songs are on their set list.
1: Are they really? Oh, I'm glad that they combined this. So I'm assuming that they probably combined some of Nick Jonas's solo stuff too into
0: it. Jealous and Levels.
1: Oh, great songs. Great songs. Teynes as well, but I guess you can only fit so much.
0: I was singing uh, I was listening to Close in my car the other day with my friend and I went up to her, I went really face and was like, Close and she was like, Why are you in my personal space? I am like for you,
1: truly. <laughs>
0: I'm like, it's the song. I'm just singing.
1: <laughs> it is a great song. Oh, yeah. It
0: is yeah.
1: a great song. I will forever love the Jonas Brothers. Me too. My favorite album I think by them was um, Lines, Vines, and Trying Times.
0: You right, You took the words right out of my mouth. We didn't
1: have World War III. When, when you, you look
0: me in the eyes and
1: tell me yes. that you love me. Great, great, great album. uh, by very talented kids you don't even think about it that they were so young when they released that like that's
0: awesome Mm -hmm. like that's badass (laughs) i would do anything to go back in time and watch nick jonas when he did broadway like young nick jonas like like little nick jonas not like how to succeed in see how to succeed in business without really trying nick jonas but like when he was really young and he did broadway
1: Oh, oh man i mean at least there's videos yeah. At least there's videos that you can yeah.
0: Because I remember seeing it in the documentary. I'm to on the
1: internet somewhere.
0: Yeah, I saw it on the documentary, and I'm like,
1: I would want to see this in person. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I forgot that wasn't a documentary, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Kevin did Broadway yeah, too. I saw also.
1: Yeah. He who did? Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. I, saw... I think he did. I think he did singing also in um. I I don't remember exactly, so I might be wrong, but I I think. Kevin did, like, singing at his church or something with his dad. Mm -hmm. I think I saw that somewhere, but I might be wrong. Don't quote me on that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What is a fun fact that not a lot of people know about you?
1: Um, I, okay, so, I mean, unless you're my friend, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So I have one. Um. I am actually bilingual. Ooh. Um. I speak Russian fluently. That's my first language. Ooh. And obviously English. Yeah. I'm also partially, uh, partially fluent in Hebrew.
0: Hey! <laughs> it's
1: my hometown, whole land. Um, Oh yeah, I was, I, I was actually born in Israel. So, um, I, I wish I spoke the, it's uh, my parents always like laugh too. They're like, you know, it's funny. None of us were actually born in Israel, but lived there, but you were born in Israel and you don't speak Hebrew. And I'm <laughs> like, well, Who are the people that didn't teach me Hebrew And decided to teach me Russian instead Y'all did yeah. I mean I've been learning slowly but surely on my own And I've always sang um, A lot of Hebrew songs And I've also um, You know I have friends in Israel that I always see and talk to So I try to like pick up stuff from them I watch Israeli TV shows Mm -hmm. And you know I I try my best to uh, stay connected to um, Hebrew As well as I can Oh yeah Yeah.
0: Love it. Once again, I've been speaking with singer-songwriter Veronica Frey. I will see you all on my next episode where I'm chatting with Us Weekly journalist Lindsay Hoffman.